You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but it's the 21st century. Financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It's for you and me, busy moms and dads living their best life. The big question is this, how do we create time, avoid making painful mistakes, set examples for our children and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best guest experts. It is now the time you start living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shogunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Parent Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am your host, Anna Sergunina, and today we have a topic that every parent can relate to, and that is how to select a perfect education system for your kids, which is something that is on the top of mind for my family. I know it's a crucial decision that can shape the future of your children, and we're here to help you make the best choice. Joining us today is a remarkable guest, Christina Haigt Everett, whose dedication, compassion, and exceptional coaching and training earned her recognition from peers, parents, students, and staff alike. With 27 years of experience as an educator and a passion for entrepreneurship and self-development, Christina co-founded Vibrant Family Education, with her husband, aiming to empower parents to take education into their own hands. In this episode, we will dive into the factors to consider when choosing an education system, benefits of personalized learning, and how vibrant family education is transforming the way families approach their decisions. We'll also explore the key factors and aspects of public schools, private schools, and online schools, helping you navigate the decision-making process with confidence. So if you're a parent seeking to unlock your child's full potential and provide them with the tools they need to succeed, you don't want to miss this insightful conversation. So let's get started and find the perfect education system for your children. Hi, Money Bosses. Welcome back. I am excited for our conversation today. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I am glad to be here. I am too. And as I as we were chatting a little bit in, in, in our green room before we hit the record button, but I've been thinking about this conversation for quite, quite some time. And I think everyone here listening probably should hear about it too. And so we're talking about how to navigate the the landscape of where should you send your kids? Should you pick a private school? Should you pick a public school? Should you educate them online? And the world of online education really, I think, solidified and popped up for us as pandemic happened. And so I'm sure that added even more confusion and, and options to uh, families making that decision. And so I am starting to navigate that for my son who's four and a half. And I think this is a really good time to have this conversation because I feel like that deadline is looming on me. So again, welcome. I'm all ears and um, would love to explore this topic. 
Thank you so much for bringing up that topic because that is my passion. Um, as a teacher of 27 years in the public school district, the last tw two years, I was part of that online education program. But I was very fortunate to be able to help um, create the K-2 kindergarten through second grade program in our online school that was connected with the school district. So I was able to see 25 years in the classroom and then two years of online education and helping parents go through what does this look like? And like you said, now is the perfect time in the middle of summer, even though we're like, oh, we're on break, we're on summer vacation. It's the perfect time to really make those plans because if you wanna make a change, now is the time to get you ready, get your child ready and let the school district know that there's a change happening. Yes, no, I agree. It, it It's like, it's going to be here before we know it. So, okay. So having, so your background is in public schools and I don't know if I should even ask a question like that, but what is wrong with our public education system or is there anything wrong with it? <laughs> I am so glad you asked that question because it is one of those things that actually tore me apart. When I started um, teaching 27 years ago, absolutely loved my job, loved my kids, loved my families, loved being in the school. Unfortunately, about 10 years ago, and you can see the statistics start popping up and you can see parents start talking about different things. About 10 years ago, the system has kind of changed. It became much more test driven. Oh, we have to pass these tests. Oh, we have to teach these certain curriculums, all of those kinds of things. And my dream job became almost a nightmare because it went from doing what was best for my students to I have to be on page 26 on week three of month so-and-so, and I have to have all of my kids ready to pass this test at the end. So it really changed the landscape of public education. So yeah, mm -hmm. it, there is a problem and there is something that definitely needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, like, how would you, like, let's talk about families like mine, right? Who are, so my son is still in preschool. So we have like that gap as we were talking gap year to figure this out. Um, what should we start thinking about? Because again, I'm not familiar, right? right. At what, like, what would be his strengths and skills to go through what you're describing, right? There's a certain curriculum that needs to be accomplished by a certain date, right? So how, like, where do you start? How do you start to even observe that about your child to make that decision? Well, the greatest part of that answer is that you already are your child's best mm -hmm. teacher because you've been with them from the time they were born until now. So you are already knowledgeable of their strengths and weaknesses. Maybe you just don't have it in a frame of classroom, right? So one thing you mm -hmm. want to really look at is how your child learns. So do they like to do a lot of hands-on things? Do they like to do a lot of listening? Do they like to do a lot of reading or looking at things, videos, things like that? So you really want to kind of look at the, what kind of learner they are and see how it works best for them. And then you also asked about kind of, you know, think about this gap year, you know, am I gonna be looking at a private school? Am I going to look at the public school? Is my public school around me super, super successful and, and a good fit, right? You'll wanna go visit the school and maybe even do a little tour of the kindergarten and things like that. But then also, is there a way that you could educate at home? So a lot of people call it homeschooling, but I like calling it education mm -hmm. at home because there's so much more to it. And that's what vibrant family education is about is helping people understand what that difference is. So yeah, you're great. You're in a great place with all parents. 
And all you have to do is keep looking and thinking about what is best for your child. I'm also hearing from, you know, from parents that are like, you know, neighbors, for example, who have kids that are, you know, maybe had already started on, on, on some path, whether it's public schools or private schools. And nobody says you can't make changes later, right? Like, it's not like you have to get it right at the beginning because things change, right? Kids grow and, and, and evolve. And so I just, I've given myself like a little bit of that you know, relief. I'm like, okay, I don't like, I got to make a decision soon, but it's not the end, uh, right. Of, of his education career <laughs> in any way. Yeah. You can make changes whenever it's best for you and your family. Of course it gets a little bit more tricky because you do have to think about the school rules, the state laws and things like that. So if you put them into a public school, you'll have to do the legal stuff to pull them out of the public school and then transfer them. So there's a little, it gets a little bit trickier, but not that bad. But what I really encourage parents the most is to watch your child and see, are they happy where they're learning? Are they getting healthy messages and healthy activities where they're learning? And are they being successful? And successful in education, it means learning to mastery. Do they actually get a complete concept before they move on to the next thing? And that was one of those things you asked me kind of what might be an issue with the public school. And remember I told you you had to be on the certain page at a certain time, right? Mm -hmm that lots of times anymore and all school districts are different from around the United States but we have this thing is called common core standards or state standards mm -hmm. or national standards yeah so it's a lot of pushing the children to we have to keep going because we have to get all of these things down and sometimes the children aren't learning to mastery they don't have a concept mastered before they get pushed into the next thing they have to learn mm -hmm. yes I've heard about this there's the five core something's method here that I'm in California. So that's oh. probably that those core five things you have to learn, right. Or at least be exposed to. Okay. Um, so it's, it's probably similar in other States. Yeah. So how let's, let's kind of like maybe open that up a little bit more. So how, how do you assess or what do you need to look like? You mentioned you need to observe your child and kind of see what, you know, what their learning style, how are they learning? But when you're looking at options, whether it's public school, private school, and then now a, a, a great new uh, opportunity, well, homeschooling has been around for a long time, but this, you know, the online version of it, if I'm describing it right, like, how do you make that assessment or decision where, which route do you, should you go? Or do you try all of the options? Right. Um, you know, the biggest thing to think about is so if you're going to, you're in a situation where you have to have your children in the public school, you really want to make sure that that school is a good fit for you and your family and that the school has good um, learning rates, right? So you can look at the state report card. Usually a state has a report card about how each school or each school district does. So you can look and see if they're meeting their matrix, their standards and things like that. But Better than that, go talk to the parents, go visit the PTA or the parent teacher association, the parent group, and see what the parents are saying about that school. Because when you're talking to those parents, you hear the ins and outs. Oh, well, you know, we really like this teacher at this grade level. We don't really like this teacher at this grade level because of, you know, how they teach or the strictness in the classroom or the activities in the classroom, those kinds of things. So you really get a sense of what that school kind of looks like. And you know if your family will feel comfortable there. And again, 
schools range a lot across the United States, depending on funding and all sorts of things like that. And there are great teachers everywhere. But again, a lot of them are being hampered by the policies and the standards and things that are being put in place on top of them that have to be in a certain place. I have to teach this curriculum, et cetera. So that's one thing to look at at the public school. Then if the public school doesn't seem to be quite a match, you can see if there is another school in the same district that you can transfer to. And then you can maybe find a good match if you have to stick with the, the public school system. If you have a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more um, resources, or you know, you can find scholarships or whatever it is you need, then you can also look at those private and Christian schools and different things like that in the areas as well. And again, same kinds of things. Visit the parent teacher organization, talk to some of the teachers, see if you can do a a tour of the kindergarten, those kinds of things, right? And see if it's a good fit for you and your family. But then, like you said, there is this whole great big new world since COVID of homeschool and online school. And because of this whole online aspect, it has become a lot easier for families to actually do that education at home. And that's what I like calling it education at home, because yes, we're looking at the academics, but I'm also looking at everything a child needs to be healthy, happy, and successful. What life skills do they need? What things are the schools not teaching that I want my child to learn, like core family values and um, community service? And hey, how do we change a tire? How do we cook breakfast? How do we do the dishes? All of those life skills that can be wrapped around when you're doing education at home or a version of homeschooling. That help answer your question? It does very much. So, so okay. So home. Okay, then let's expand a little bit more on that because it, it and maybe this is my own phase at the moment. But like when you say online schooling, I'm like, oh my god, that means he's going to be on a device like a whole day, right? And so I'd like cringe. I'm like, enough, you know, being on 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 the iPad or computer. So, and I I hear you very much. Like life skills are very important, and I that definitely aligns really well with our values and what we want um, our son to be like. But how? Like, walk me through like what a day would look like if somebody is is following that uh, online education system. I'm so glad you asked because it looks so much different than what people really expect, right? So a lot of people expect that if my child isn't in the public school system, they aren't away from me six and a half to seven hours a day, then I need to bring that to my house, either in an online model or a homeschool model and recreate that. And that's the beauty of homeschool or online school is that it doesn't have to be like that. And it shouldn't be like that because you think about all the different factors that have changed. Now you have quiet areas where your child can learn because they're in your home, in your office, wherever the learning is taking place, right? Then also you don't have the distraction of the other students, right? You don't have the moving of class to class. Oh, it's time for PE, it's time for lunch, it's time for whatever, right? So whenever you get to the homeschool and online model, you get to create that schedule that matches for your child and your family life right? So it takes a lot less time to homeschool or to do school online than it does in the public classroom. So that's one of the things that is a huge difference. And for a lot of people, it's like, wait a second, I have more flexibility now around my child's education 
because I am the one who is being the learning coach or the learning teacher in conjunction with that online program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then if you're doing a complete online model, the child is not, especially if they're kindergarten through second grade, they are not on the computer five, six, seven hours a day. We, we know children don't learn like that. Correct. So most correct. online programs will have the online part where they maybe visit a teacher for a little while and do some learning or they're learning through videos and activities and things online. But then as soon as they get the core learning down, then their practice goes offline, whether it's a worksheet that they do to help cement those skills an activity that they do to help cement those skills or other mm -hmm. offline building, learning, et cetera, that would be a great online program. So you're not talking about the child being on, on the computer, you know, three, four, five hours a day. That's absolutely not what online school should be. Yeah. And then of course, if you're doing the whole homeschool model, it can be totally offline if you want to get the curriculum, et cetera, and build that program where your kid is not even on the computer at all. Mm -hmm. So with the, so it seems, okay, seems to me, or sounds like with the online version, there's, there's an element where they connect with some, someone who guides them through that education where in the home, homeschooling, because that's also like, there's no way I can be doing that just for, for lots of reasons, right? And I'm sure listeners are there too. Like I've got to go to work or I don't have the skills to do or the patience or whatever. <laughs> so the beauty of the online uh, schooling is that there's that uh, platform, right? Where they get instructions and, and all of that. So how, like, but still who oversees that? Like if parents have to go to work, right? Yeah. Well, so that is where you need a learning coach and the learning coach can be the parent if there is a stay at home parent. If you have like your child stay with grandma and grandpa or aunt and uncle, whoever is your daycare provider, lots of mm -hmm. times they can help with that. Right. Or some daycare um, uh, sorry, facilities, especially mm -hmm. during COVID, offered a place where they could monitor the child online school at the daycare. Now, a lot of that's gone now because COVID is pretty much gone, right? And so they don't have those systems in place. But again, if you go to your daycare provider, whoever that is, if you have to go to work, you have to go into the office, then those people can help. They can be what's called the learning coach, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if you are working from home, if you have that flexibility of being at home, you get to take your child's education and your work schedule, and you get to build that routine and build that schedule to make it benefit both of you. So it's much more doable than a lot of people think. It's just that you do have to think about planning, routine, et cetera, mm -hmm. but the flexibility and the way it helps the child and helps you connect because you're doing that learning together or in conjunction with another coach, a teacher, something really helps expand and benefit the family. Becoming a new parent is extraordinary, life-changing event that brings a mix of emotions from joy to worry, excitement and fear. Suddenly, you're not only responsible for yourself, but also for another little person who depends on you for everything. And it's okay to feel overwhelmed. But remember, you've got this. Did you know that raising a child from birth to age 18 can cost over $234,000 on average? And that does not even include things like daycare, 
private school or college savings for the future. Planning for these expenses is crucial, and that's where the Money Parent Checklist comes in. I've created this resource for new parents like you to get you started. It will help you adapt and prepare for the, your new financial reality. It's a comprehensive guide that covers everything from setting up a budget for your new family, planning baby expenses, securing your child's future, and even preparing for those exciting college years ahead. Yes, I've got you covered from A to Z, so you can focus on cherishing those precious moments with your little one. But don't let money worries get in the way of creating unforgettable memories. Visit parentmoneychecklist.com today and grab your free copy. That's that's very much true. I actually remember when pandemic hit, I had a I had clients here in uh, uh, California around San Jose area who. Uh, she, um, the mom was a teacher and so she had two kids and so she decided um, they they wanted to travel so they sold her house they bought a, an rv and yeah. like we're gonna go travel and so she they they actually finally so it's three years later now they finally settled in mexico out of all places but that's what they you know ultimately found to be an interesting right, <laughs> place yeah. for them to grow their family but she still uh, I guess I always thought because she was a teacher before, and so she went the route of homeschooling. And I view that as like, wow, it's a great way for you to expose your kids to the world, um, and then still provide education to them. But I'm like, but not every every parent is a teacher, right. <laughs> and so, but it's still like I'm like, as you're describing it, like this is great um, for those families who may want to travel or don't have the conventional nine to five jobs. Right. And they still, and they want to be with their kids or they want to have some element of it. So I, I, I kind of saw that. I, I wondered about them, like, how long will this going to work? And, you know, will will it work? Um, yeah. And that's one of the, that was one of the silver linings. One of the blessings that COVID actually gave us is that mm-hmm. we realize that our children are wanting to learn differently. Our public schools, unfortunately, are still very much at the model of sit in your chair in the classroom. We have this much talking we have to do. There's not as much hands-on learning, et cetera, those kinds of things. And then when everything was shifted to the house, a lot of our parents realized, wait a second, no wonder they aren't keeping up or they aren't doing well or not excelling at school because they aren't a child who can sit down all the time like the teacher wants them to or they need to because there's 28 kids in the classroom and you know the teachers are doing their absolute best but when you have 28 kids in a room you have to have some structure and routine and more sitting down less moving because otherwise it becomes chaos in the classroom right I lived Mm -hmm. through those years believe me But at the same time, if your child is learning differently, maybe they're ADHD, maybe they're just a super active child, maybe they have um, a little bit of what they call now neurodivergent or autism, right? They learn differently. Thinking about a different education for them might be a benefit because of all of those things that we've talked about, the quietness, the flexibility, and things like that. And so with vibrant family education, my company, that is part of what we do is help parents understand what they can do around a different educational model, 
what they then give support to like online schooling and things like that. So it's one of those things where there are new services and products out there that are helping mm-hmm. families who want to do something different and really want to take control of their child's education. And that's my biggest thing. Please mm-hmm. take control of your child's education. Do not hand it off to a teacher, to a school district and not be involved. You need to be there. You need to be paying attention. And is something not working change or find a coach to help you change or do something different. So your child doesn't, um, you know, have these experiences. So actually right before we got on, we were also talking about one of the things I talk about is the traumas and how not to pass traumas Mm -hmm. on. Right. Well, if you look at our public schools, unfortunately, there are some schools that are very dysregulating. There's a lot of behavior. There's a lot of bullying. There's a lot of things like that that are hap- that's happening in the schools. And again, there's super good teachers, there's super good administrators, but unfortunately across the board, we're seeing more and more of these issues popping up, right? Mm-hmm. Which is yes. part of why we want to take them out of the public schools. But when they can come home and educate at home, then you get to help them develop those skills in a different way that meets their needs, that mm-hmm. really helps them become happy, healthy, and successful. Mm-hmm. The one, the one thought I'm having right now is you're describing is like I, I, I'm that's a concern too. So all this stuff that's that 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 are parents talking about that is happening in, in public schools, but what about a social social aspect? Like that to me is very important. Maybe that's just how I am. I, I love to even though working, you know, online for so many years, I still want to be out there with people and I'm, I, I'm seeking those connections. Right. But how do the kids like learn that? Right. And do they learn that when they are not around other kids that, all the time? I am so glad you asked that as my favorite topic, because believe it or not, that is the, one of the biggest myths that there is in this whole system, in this whole education system, that the homeschool child is the odd one or the weird one. Now, granted, it used to be a little bit more kind of like that, but since things have opened up so much, it isn't. So what parents don't know is that most school districts have a policy that if your child is homeschooled or taught online, they get to join the school for some of those academics like PE and music. They can come in during the school day and join a class for that, or they get to join the after-school sports. Sometimes that even extends to choir, drama, things like that for the after-school programs. So you just have to check in your district and check in your area. But the Mm -hmm. other beauty about this is that there's a lot of other outside sports leagues, right? There's the Christian sports league and you can have, you know, all these other, and there's other homeschool sports leagues. There's different places that you can get that social in. But the biggest thing about the flexibility of having your own schedule is that you get to socialize your child the way you want them to be socialized. So a lot of entrepreneurs I talk about, one of the things they really want is to give back to the community. Well, what better way to teach your child and help them be socialized except for going to the food bank and helping once a week or going to this area and helping doing those things community related that's where the socialization comes in and it's in a more meaningful way than just Mm -hmm. going to recess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
again so still uh, I'm thinking like okay the parent has to be involved like that I am not don't get me wrong please like I'm not trying to say okay here's my child do whatever you want with him um it's it's this it, I mean it's it's, it's just probably part of being a mom right it's yeah. this, all this balancing you yeah. have to do uh, and so it's like yeah I love those ideas and if they can get exposed to you know other skills that otherwise they wouldn't because they're in school that's yeah. even better yeah um, it's you're right I think it's it's the education and that's what you do or educating parents right and helping helping them understand there's there's a way and it's not all you know all what we think now I'm sure you've heard this too um sort of the opposite of this and there there's still a lot of parents that, that are that have this sort of frustration with you know being being locked up at home and COVID and they had to work and, you know, educate the kids. So there's a trauma that parents experience because it was just a lot. So, and they don't believe in that. They're like, my kids learned nothing right during those, those, you know, years, we can say years because it was that. So how, yeah. How do we like talk about that with them? Like, how do we, what do we highlight for those parents? Well, the thing that we highlight for those parents is that what, If you choose to educate at home the way I'm speaking about is that it is a completely different situation than what everybody was thrust into during COVID. During Mm -hmm. COVID, that happened so quickly. I was one of those teachers. I was literally told, oh yeah, it's Friday. Monday, your kids don't come back to you. You're teaching online starting Monday. I'm like, excuse me? I have Mm -hmm. second graders. And I need to be in front of them, teaching them, working with them hands-on, right? I was one of those teachers that was like very much, whoa. And I'm a very technology gifted person. I was a technology coach at my school for 15 years, right? So I understood most of the technology, but even then the school districts weren't ready. They Mm -hmm. never thought of going completely online. So one thing I want to tell the parents who are listening is that think it is not the same. If you're making this choice, It's not the same as COVID learning because Mm -hmm. you're going to have a better system to help present the information because you're choosing the either online or the curriculum that best fits. You will also have a better knowledge because you've kind of done it a little bit and you can make tweaks and you know what, what the pitfalls were, things like that. So yes, it was traumatic for a lot of people. But if you go into it with planning and resolve and maybe even hiring a coach to help you get through the rough spots, it's a completely different picture than what it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, 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 it's very reassuring <laughs> for sure. <laughs> now I didn't, again, Leah was, was uh, in, in daycare, so I didn't get to experience it, but I've heard it, you know, I'm sure we all heard it many, many times from, from our friends, family, and uh, you know, the whole world. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your, like talk, tell us a little bit more about your particular program and like how, you know, who would it be the best? Like how is someone listening, like, and they're thinking about their family and their kids, like, are they, and, and two, I think I want to kind of clarify, like you're particularly focused on elementary school. So like, you know, K through, uh, you know, whatever age, like maybe that would be great to address as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it because it is something that is coming into Um, parents' minds thinking, is there a different way? And letting me talk about this, I appreciate that so much. So currently, Vibrant Family Education is focused on K through five, um, and that's the school part, right? But my coaching part, where I help parents 
meld around the education that they are currently having, or if they want to transition from public education to an education at home and homeschool model, that's the parent part. So I have kind of two parts to vibrant family. The part I want to talk about the most is that transition part that we were just kind of talking about. Because you said, well, you know, we just had this horrible experience. We don't want to go through this horrible experience again. How can it be different? And by working with vibrant family education, you get that different experience. I go through and I help you assess your child's learning strategies. I help you look at your family's schedules and routines and the flexibility and where school might be able to fit in with other things, maybe working from home. And I help build those routines. And then as the year goes on, if you continue with me into the actual schooling academic part, as well as the coaching around those social issues and things like that, then I also help make sure that you have the curriculum that you need. And if your child has is stuck, so maybe you're helping teach a concept and they don't quite get it, then I'm there as a licensed teacher to come in and help either reteach or to help figure out what the issue is, why they aren't getting that concept. So there's kind of, like I said, there's kind of two different parts. So the first part is a parent coaching sets you up, gets you ready to go, help you decide how you want to do it. And then the second part, if you want to continue, is the academic school year coaching and support. Mm -hmm. And are you the one teaching or you have a, a group of uh, other teachers that are like developing the curriculum and is it um, recorded? I'm currently using a different online curriculum, one that I used before that was very good, very um, comprehensive, as well as really um, good with values and things like that, that a lot of parents are looking for. And so I bring that online curriculum in as the school grows, I'll be developing my own curriculum, but right mm -hmm. now I use one that, but it's one I know is one I've taught, right? So is there that I can help parents access? Mm -hmm. access okay and so what's the timeline how, like how long does it take for oh. a parent to be ready <laughs> for yeah, <something> like that? <laughs> um well you know it can take a couple of weeks and mostly because you want to make sure that you're getting your child ready as well so you mm. can't just take them out of public school one day and dump them into this on the next day because you do have to have your routines ready. You need to know their learning styles. You need to know a few things that kind of help get up and ready. Now in a real pinch, like they like, I need to get my kid out of school right now. We could do it in about a week, but that's pushing it a little bit. But again, because you want to unschool your kid and there's two different, if you've heard that term before, some I have not. Okay. Yeah. Some people unschool is where you just don't do anything related to school at all. You just let your child learn through their passions and you just kind of move through the day helping your child. Right. For me, unschool is helping them detach from those routines and those schedules from the public school. So we mm -hmm. have to kind of break them away, relax them, let them know it's going to be different than what they have seen before. But the beauty is like your son, sorry, son, daughter, okay. um, you know, they haven't experienced the public schools yet. So if you decide to do this before they get there, you don't even have to worry about that part because you'll be able to start building that even this year in the last year of preschool. At, before they get to the actual curriculum of the next grade levels and things like that. So yeah, it takes a little bit of time. Matter of fact, I am working on my core package right now is a four week boot camp. Okay. So getting ready for homeschool boot camp where over a four week process, I take you through making sure you're ready, 
doing all those things I was talking about, the schedule routines, learning assessments, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. So there's some, some transition time now, um, two, two follow-up questions. So what happens after the fifth grade? Um, where do they go? (laughs) Well, if you're starting right now, at that point, I will have, um, grown big enough to get more people (laughs) on board in fifth grade will be just fine. But I also throughout this time that I've been working on building my brand, building the company, I have been networking with a lot of people. And I currently actually have, um, a colleague that works with birth through five years old, getting them ready mm-hmm. for school. And then mm-hmm. I'm kind of kindergarten through fifth grade, there's another person I work with that goes from middle school, usually sixth, seventh grade up into high school. So I mm-hmm. have connections right now if people need that. But if you're ready to start K through five, you know, I'm, I'm one of the that's available. Yes. I, I was thinking that that's probably what you're going to say. You need more yeah. time to grow it, but yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Now it wouldn't be a great podcast episode recording if we didn't bring the money piece here, right? For I am a financial planner. And so those are like the, the cost of everything and you know how families are like bringing this together now, because I get to have those conversations about how education is expensive and, you know, where do we put our priorities on college savings. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, we're faced with the situation. We got to go to private school. So tell us like, what is the cost? What, like, how does somebody even evaluate the options? Because public schools are free, but you get this, right? And then on this side, you have your uh, private schools right. and, and that's what you get for that. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately that's another part of our school system that's broken. And people are might not agree, but it's really time for us to have choice in schools. So the money that goes for taxes to the public schools really needs to go with the student. And luckily there are, I'm trying to think, there's about five student, five states right now that actually do that. that and I'm sorry, I don't know those names off the top mm-hmm. of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but Arizona was one of them that was in the news just recently. And I believe it was... Um, Oh, I don't want to say it because I'm not sure. But anyway, so we really need to work on that as a group as well. If we want to have that tax money, follow our kids to help with the education that they need. Right. And so really, there's unfortunately no balance between that. Either you are going to change your finances to just buy and get education for your child, or you're going to let them go to the public and school. But there's still a cost there because if they aren't being successful, then you're usually paying for tutors or extracurricular programs to help them learn and things like that. So it's basically one of those things that you have to really look at what's the best fit for your family. How can you budget or afford to make that happen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but still just in the realm of costs where it costs, you know, a thousand dollars, I think for like a private school uh, or Christian school here in our area a month, um, where, what would it cost for an online school? Um, so there are some online schools that are connected with the school district that mm-hmm. can be cost-free and then other, um, online schools, you just have to look at the cost. If you come with me with vibrant family education, it's about $10,000 for the year. So it's like a private school, but again, uh-huh. even though it's online, you're getting my expertise, my coaching, everything along with you for that year long. So 
yeah, it can cost as little as free, like public school. It can be a couple hundred dollars a month for a um, subscription to a program. It can be higher, like private school. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I, I really was just trying to get a sense like, okay, we're on the spectrum, oh, right? From yeah. here to here, where, where do we... Um, kind of fit in. You mentioned something that I think I want to clarify too. So like extracurricular activities, because that's, I mean, I was taught that way. I I had, I had to do all kinds of stuff after after school to be, you know, to, to be, to stay out of trouble. Right. (laughs) So how does, how, how are those extracurricular activities, particularly like, you know, additional math tutoring, you know, reading, or I guess you assess it as the child needs it, but how does that go along with the online school? So the online schools will have those assessments as well. They will make sure that the Mm -hmm. child is meeting the standards, meeting the needs that needs to be there. And also because most online schools, um, you're basically pulling your child out of the public school system and you're saying you're going to homeschool, but the way you homeschool is through this online program. There are Mm -hmm. still states um, tests and state check-ins that have to be done. So it's not like, you you know, you're just out there, cowboy, free range kind of thing. There's state check-ins that have to be. So you have to look at your state um, requirements to make sure. Mm -hmm. But then you as a parent, I mean, you know, which parent is going to pull their kiddo out of school and then, oh, well, they can't read and they're eight years old. Oh, it's not a problem. No, that's not going to happen because you're invested in this, helping it be the best education possible for your child. Yes, agree. I hope that doesn't happen. So. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else I should ask? And I just don't know what because I, I'm I'm genuinely interested in this topic. But I think we've covered, uh, we've kind of covered all kinds of uh, aspects of it. I really love the coaching piece for the for the parents because that's the most frightening to me. I think kids will handle it. <laughs> they adjust easily, uh, but the parents need some handholding. Yeah, And that was one of the reasons I left my public teaching job was because I was told that, yes, we're going to handle everything we can inside the school building. And, you know, if the parents really want to know, they'll kind of like come ask us. And we weren't encouraged to reach out to the parents. And I was like, no, 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 that's not okay. I have always been a teacher who's reached out to my parents and connected with my parents and made sure that they knew what was going on, right? And so that is, you know, the big part of my passion is helping parents be your child's educator. You are their first teacher. You are their best teacher because you know their ins and outs of their personalities and everything like that. And sometimes you just need a little bit of help. So that's the reason around that coaching package is that I want parents and families to grow and develop and be together. And if they need a little bit of help doing it from a teacher who can help with the education piece, that's what I want to do. I want families to grow and learn and be. Um, One of the things that my husband and I talk about a lot as entrepreneurs or small business owners, we work so hard to get that entrepreneur business off the ground or the small business off the ground. And they're like, oh, I will go back and make sure my kids are fine and my family are fine once I get to a certain money level or once I get to a certain success level. And unfortunately, sometimes what happens is the family grows apart while you're waiting for that to happen. And with this kind of education model, guess what? It doesn't happen as much because you're bringing the family, you're bringing the child along with you through that journey. You're growing together, educating them, building the business. Because think about the modeling you're doing for that child, right? They get to see how you work in your business, 
how you grow your business, your hard work, your perseverance, your grit, how you solve problems. They're watching that because p- kids see a lot more than we think they see, right? And yes. so kind of great model is that, oh, mom and dad are over here doing their work. I'm over here doing my schoolwork. When work is done, then we get to do this family thing together. So that's, you know, the passion, the reason behind this is really helping families learn and grow together. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I guess. Um, so <laughs> how, so tell us uh, how uh, our families can connect. The easiest way to get a hold of me is through Facebook, Christina Hey Averett, Vibrant Family Education. You can find me on Facebook. My DMs are open. I'm open for questions, but also in my bio is a Calendly link where people can click and say, I need to talk about an education question and I'll come online with them and talk with them about whatever they're thinking about. Or you can just go to vibrantfamilyeducation.com and my link is there to call and talk to me as well. That's fantastic. And I'll be sure to include all of this in the show notes. Thank you so much, Christina. It's been a wonderful conversation and I am sure there's going to be more questions. So, um, and I'm, and I'm happy that I have a resource like you for that. Awesome. And please send them my way. And, you know, my big thing is helping the families and the children. There is never, ever, you know, high pressure sales, anything like that. My thing is how can we make families healthy, happy, and successful? No, I love it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Hey there, Mining Boss Parent, giving you a virtual high five because you just wrapped up another awesome episode of the Money Boss Parent Podcast. If you're craving more insights, hop over to moneybossparentpodcast.com. You'll find there detailed show notes from today's episode and even some sweet deals from our guests and partners. And if you're eager to connect with other super cool moms and dads who are just like you, who are navigating the world of money and parenting, come join our exclusive Facebook community for Money Boss Parents. The link is waiting for you at moneybossparentpodcast.com. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individuals. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax professional for more specific advice.